We sit glued to the TV set all night And every night Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV and have a couple of Hello and welcome to TV Times 3 episode 195 On this episode we've got some news We've got one piece of news We'll be previewing the NBC Fall 2013 TV schedule And then we'll talk about It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and Strike Back Plus, a reality check and some TV on DVD picks. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 195. I'm Amory from mytakeontv.com. I'm Jason the TVaholic from tvaholic.com. And this week we have joining us... Kurt! Kurt! showpatroltv.com. Kurt! Up. Kurt and I are finally on an episode together. We have been lobbying for this forever. <laughs> and it's finally happening. And Yay. as Amory always complains, except I'm pretty sure the last time Kurt was on, you were on too, Amory. I probably was. I probably was. <laughs> um, See, that lobbying is so worked out that you've now two times in a row. Yes. I think the world has lucked out. <laughs> the yes. world would be a better place because of this podcast episode. Yes, it will. Okay. Um, <laughs> because have, everybody needs to know about NBC and what's happening. Yes. It's so weird. I'll preview, spoiler alert, my favorite show of the season is actually on NBC this year. New show. Um, news. Cinemax announced that they will air Strike Back Origins, starring Richard Armitage and Andrew Lincoln, beginning this week after the third season finale. Not this week. No, the week after the, the week third after season. The <laughs> <laughs> there's still there's still the another week. yeah there's still another six weeks in in uh, season so three. In about yeah. seven weeks, <laughs> you'll get to see Strike Back Origins. Yeah, or yeah, it's uh, or season one if you're you yeah know. the true season yeah. one if you're British. If you're British. All my Twitter followers from Britain, every time I say season two or season three, they're like, eh, actually, yeah. <laughs> the first season was on here. Yeah, isn't it? It's called uh, – It was called Chris uh, – whatever yeah, the totally creator's blanking, name was. Yeah, Chris Ryan's uh, yeah, Strike, Strike Back. Back. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's technically the – it's a six-episode season, which uh, – Cinemax has now got the the rights to show, so I'm actually happy about that because I've been wanting to watch it, but I haven't been able to like fit it into uh, into my like catch up schedule. So now right. it'll just be part of the schedule. Yeah, it's just like they've just ex- extended the season or something. But yeah. it's you know Andrew Lincoln before he was fighting vampires. I mean before he was fighting uh, <laughs> <laughs> zombies, zombies yeah. and The Walking Dead. Yeah, vampires, zombies, you know. Whatever. They're all the same. <laughs> all right. That's okay. our news. <laughs> news. That's, that's our news. Yeah, not a, not a lot else happening. But uh, with that, we'll uh, jump into uh, the NBC Fall Preview for uh, 2013. Uh, we'll take a look at uh, each day of the schedule, uh, give some premiere dates, and then uh, talk a little bit about the schedule overall and uh, give you a little hint of something maybe to look out for at midseason. Spoiler alert. That's when all the really good shows <laughs> are yeah. coming. And with that, we'll start with uh, quickly with Sunday, which as of uh, last night from when this is recording is the first Sunday night football game, uh, September 8th. And they'll be playing football games for the rest of uh, the fall uh, on Sundays. And 
we'll move on to uh, Monday, since I know everybody here, everybody else on the podcast are huge football fans. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't watch football, but I play fantasy football. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're you're part of your own, the league? Yes. Yes, I am. All right. Uh, NBC Mondays. They will have uh, The Voice uh, starting off on uh, uh, returning on September 23rd, and that will be followed by new show uh, The Blacklist starting up also on September 23rd. So what about, uh, Amory, what about Mondays for you? Wait, what's on Monday night today? <laughs> Pay attention, Amory. The Voice. Oh, well, I mean, I have The Voice on my schedule to record it because I, I do enjoy it. But it's never like race to watch type show for me, so I'll probably check it out. And then I did really like the blacklist. I mean, it's re- you know it's predictable, whatever. But um, I enjoyed it. I thought that James Spader was great. How about you, Kurt? I like the blacklist a lot, um, and I think you're right. You know, it's it's. I feel like it's going to be sort of a just a twist on the uh, crime procedural, you know, with him helping them out. But but there's always this underlying: why is he helping them out, and right. why is he interested in this? He he basically gets this this brand new FBI agent and says I'll only work with her and um, tells her he's going to make her famous but nobody knows for sure why he's chosen her and she doesn't even know why but I gotta say there is a fun little twist at the end of the pilot that I'm looking forward to uh, seeing how they explore that. And what I liked um, is that I wasn't a Oh and Diego Klattenhoff from uh, Who I love. From, From Homeland is in it too. I love him. When we were on the Mercy set, when he was on the show Mercy, mm-hmm. I was the only person who actually like had questions for him because he was part of the cast, and, and he was so surprised. He was like, wait, for me? I'm like, yes, for you. I have questions for you. But um, I was so excited. I wasn't a fan of Breaking Bad before I watched the pilot of um, The Blacklist, but I've since gone through you know half of season four. I'm only you know like what, 10 episodes behind everybody in the world. But Skinny Pete is, like, one of the coolest characters on that show. And Skinny Pete plays James Spader's driver throughout the season of Blacklist, so that's very exciting. He has the first lines of the pilot, Skinny Pete does. Oh, that's does. right. That's right. Um, I love him. And I like the twist at the end, like you said. And um, I was surprised when I watched it that Ryan Eggold was in it. And I was delighted to see that because I really enjoy him. I was, too. You know, I interviewed him a long time ago when 90210 first started. And he told me this great story about... How he went for Halloween as a naked man or something. <laughs> or not completely naked, but he only had a Speedo on. And we had a big laugh with that. But um, I didn't even recognize him at first. I was like, what yeah. is that? Who is, is that? He looks so grown up or something. Exactly. Yeah, that's kind of – wait, I've seen that person before. But yeah, I really like the blacklist. I think of, uh, of NBC's uh, new dramas. It's definitely my, my favorite – but it's also one of my favorite new shows of of the fall. Of yeah. the season, yeah. yeah. I would say that's true for me too. Is is it, you know, it, it seems you know a little bit obviously there's there's going to be, you know, probably they'll go after one person a week type of thing, you know, taking somebody down off of the list. Yeah. Uh, but they set up so many other things in it like Kurt said uh with the you know, why you know what's his real reasoning for for all of a sudden turning himself in and and you know wanting to work this deal uh why has he chosen this certain FBI agent 
you know, and you know, the twist that you mentioned at the end is is interesting. Like, why was that uh, right. happening? Well, there's uh, also the question of whether he's actually helping them or not. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that they'll only be able to mine that for a little while, but but there's some of that in there too. Even you know, like, yeah, is, is he helping them? Because is he setting the FBI up for something? Yeah, because it's ultimately actually helping him with something right. that he's working on, and and, and what is that? Uh, that type of stuff. And so there's a lot of bigger sort of story elements to follow along. I I think they've you know they've tried to hit that thing that everybody seems to be trying to hit lately of of mixing the weekly episode with the ongoing story mm. and uh, I think the ongoing story elements are interesting that make you want to continue to you know watch every episode mm-hmm. uh, from you know from at least what the pilot uh, shows and it's the type of thing that gives James Spader a chance to be all James Spadery right, <laughs> which exactly. is like you can which is you know which is fun to watch too. So, I um and I didn't know that girl at all. I'd never seen her in anything, though. I guess she. Oh no, that's not true. I, I saw her in a, the Blue Buds episode that she was in. Her episodes, um, but I liked her. I thought she had spark. I thought that she was really well cast, and she and James Spader, they have a great kind of rapport. So, so the blacklist is a yes for me. Yes. So three three yeses for the blacklist. Hmm. All right, we'll move on to Tuesday, which will be, uh, which will start things off with uh, the Biggest Loser as of October eighth, and uh, that'll be followed by episodes of uh, The Voice, and then Chicago Fire, both uh, on September twenty fourth. So, Kurt, um, what about so, or Amory? What about you? For uh, well, I guess Amory wants to go first again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have to go first. Go ahead, Kurt. What's your opinion? My opinion is I will never watch The Biggest Loser and um, The Voice I watch sometimes. And Chicago Fire I was just on the set of a couple of weeks ago. So let I know, me I tell saw you the a little. Pictures you posted. Yeah. Um, uh, what can I tell you about that? Who is going to be on there? Treat Williams is coming back, isn't he? What? I heard Treat Williams will be coming back. Yeah, he'll be coming back. Um, but oh, now I'm not going to think of her name. Um, she was in the killing. Michelle Forbes. Michelle Forbes is going to be on, and I, um, I hear that she's she has a lot of great scenes. She plays a woman who, you know, they want to cut corners, I guess, and she plays a woman who has to sort of suss out all the fire stations and see where they can make cuts and stuff like that. And so she and the chief and Chief Bowden will have a lot of. Scenes together that will involve them yelling at each other and being looking intensely at each other and everything, um, and which should out. be. Yeah, I don't think they'll be making. Uh, <laughs> which should be pretty cool. Uh, Eamon Walker, you know, plays Love Chief him. Bowden, and so him against Michelle Forbes will be awfully nice, I yeah. think. And he said he told me they've had already some intense scenes together, and then Jeff Hefner. He's a guy. Who's, sorry to interrupt, but he's oh, a guy who does a really good fake accent. Yeah, he's British. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, because um, his yeah his British accent is British, really British. I mean, like, <laughs> and he he just drops in and out like like so easily. It's kind of weird. Um, but Jeff Hefner is going to be on as a recurring character. He plays a new fire um, person in the fire department or in the station, and uh, he has some secrets. And he and the other alpha males don't really get along. So 
they'll all that be. That was a uh, show that surprised me that I like. I watched the whole season. I really enjoyed it because I wasn't sure about it in the beginning of last year, but as I watched more, I like, know yeah. oh, this is they're doing really good work and. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's anything special and groundbreaking, yeah. groundbreaking, but it's pretty solid, I think. Yeah, exactly. And that's what NBC needs. Like, it needs solid shows that mm-hmm. are going to keep And it's spawned watching. a spinoff, so. Yeah. There you go. They're shooting uh, Chicago PD pretty soon here. Though, here's my question about Chicago PD. Jason Begg's character is such a dick. Like, how is he going to be the focus of, like, Chicago PD? There's a new, there's a spin on that. There's a twist. There's something we don't know. Okay. That will be revealed about him. All right. That will make everybody think, oh, I misunderstood him. <laughs> All right. I will hold, I will hold my breath. <laughs> um, All right. So watching. that's my story about big, Tuesday. Yeah. I won't watch The Biggest Loser just because I never have. I have no interest even though Ruben Sutter's going to be on it. And, uh, yeah, I'll watch Chicago Fire and The Voice, probably. Yeah, well, for me, Tuesday nights are a night off for NBC. Uh, I never could get into Chicago Fire last season, and even once I heard that, you know, it it had sort of stabilized, got a little better, it was just I was too far behind and uh, mm-hmm. too many other things. And so never never caught back up with that one. So probably won't be watching the next season and you know don't watch the voice don't watch the biggest loser so it's a nice uh it's a nice little night off because there's plenty of other things that i'll be watching on tuesday nights that are yeah all on, show. that are all on other channels let's see that's just it once i see the rest of the schedule i'll probably go hmm i'll be taping that watch it <laughs> later <laughs> yeah it's not a must see this minute Right. Raw, raw. That's Tuesday. That's Tuesday. We'll move on to uh, Wednesday, and NBC will be uh, kicking the nights off with uh, the return of Revolution as of September 25th, and that'll be followed by a Law and Order Special Victims Unit on September 25th, and then uh, new show Ironside will uh, close out the night as of October 2nd. I'm going first this time off because I just started talking. Um, I will watch probably nothing. No, here's the thing. I don't dislike Revolution. It just it didn't do anything for me, but it sounds like they're going to change it up enough that it might entice me to kind of come back this season. I haven't watched the screeners that are out there yet, um, but maybe when I do, I'll make that decision. Um, SVU I haven't watched since Stabler left because of Hal Elliott. I mean, what's the point? And Ironside, the only thing I kept thinking as I was watching Ironside, like, which was a fine show. It's not like a, it's not a show I'm going to rush to watch, and if it's on, it's on, like, whatever. I just was thrown off by how poorly cast Spencer Grammer is as a police officer. Like, Casey Cartwright's not a cop. You know? Yeah. She's a what is she? <laughs> she's a party planner. She, I don't know. She is. She's a party planner. That's a perfect description. <laughs> Casey Cartwright is a party planner, not a police officer. Right. <laughs> but I do like Pablo Schreiber. You what? I like Pablo Schreiber. Yeah. I don't know. That Ironside seems like just such a, you know, 
throwback. I mean, not just because it's a, not just because it's a redo, but (laughs) not because it's literally a throwback. (laughs) Yeah. But it just, you know, it was fine. I saw the pilot and it was fine. And, and uh, Blair Underwood was good, but wow, there's nothing there that's going to make me want to sit and watch every week. Yeah. I didn't think, and I did see the first two episodes of revolution. Um, because a Chicago actress who has made her her uh, her well a former Chicago actress who has made sort of her living being um, a guest star on shows like not a famous guest star but just on shows you know in small episodes on small things has a big recurring arc so I was trying to find her in there and um, who is she Deborah Petty is her name and nobody's know. ever going to know who she is but uh, but uh, I just wanted to see her. But it still also doesn't really do much for me. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't no, feel like exactly. I didn't feel it was that much different. There's some more weird sort of, uh, you know, somebody's a little crazy and somebody. There's a little more supernatural stuff going on too. But like Elizabeth Mitchell's character's gone a little bad, nutty, and uh, um, there's some other weird stuff going on. There's this group of people attacking a town who have weird secrets and i don't know they're throwing a lot of stuff out there i think yeah well it was uh well for uh revolution um i i liked the first couple episodes for the new season mm-hmm. uh, it i think they they've changed you know they've changed it up a little bit uh they've gotten they've gotten rid of the power so a show about being without power is uh but the uh the storytelling device for the the beginning of the season at least will be is like what happened in the tower uh, as flashbacks. You know, last season they did flashbacks to, you know, various things in the, in the past. In the first couple episodes, those flashbacks tend to be little bits about what happened in the tower and, you know, how they ended up where they are now, which is uh, the rest of the story is taking place like six months later. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I think there's some interesting story elements. The thing I thought that was interesting is the show seemed to have a bit of a darker tone. Mm, for 8 o'clock. For a show that's moved up to being on at 8 o'clock. I thought that was... Uh, yeah, it does feel darker. That, that Especially that ending of the second episode. Didn't you think so? Yeah. It's like, the, what's going on in that room? Ugh. And, and they've, you know, they've, they've continued to set up some things with, you know, how the, the season, you know, ended last season with the, the you know, the the president or whatever coming back after the the missiles are launched and so there's that group it's like who are they you know where where have they been why have they been out there waiting all this time uh and then like yeah there's this group attacking the town that there's some weirdos there but there's somebody within that group that seems to be a part of this other group and so they've set up some other some other mysteries and things well, that group sort of at first felt like you know the banjo playing cross-eyed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I think there's the folks. <laughs> well, I think that, that that was the thing is I think there is like something about that, but you're not necessarily sure that like maybe that whole group is part of this other group, or right. if it's just somebody within that group, you know, or what exactly is is going on there. And then there's that group of fireflies. Yeah, there's yeah these fireflies keep. Going around and some different things happen at the end of each episode that make you go, okay, what what happened at the tower and what is that caused is sort of the mystery that's that's going forward and how you know how did they get out of there and uh, and do we care and well I kind of did at the end of the, watching these first couple episodes I 
I was more interested in what was going on than I was last season. You know, I think the second half of the season got better, but then it sort of spun out of control because all of a sudden they were flying helicopters everywhere and people were driving okay. around everywhere and there was like power everywhere. And you were just like, wait a second, this is getting out of control. But as uh, at Comic-Con talking to uh, Eric Kripke, he was like, he knew it. <laughs> he was like, there was too much. All of a sudden I was looking at the sh our show and going, there's too much power. And so they got rid of it and added some some other elements. So I think there's a reason to, you know, if you kind of gave up on it, you can jump back in and give it another try without really knowing other than, you know, the broad strokes of what happened in the, yeah. in the previous season. And they sort of show you enough of, of that in the first episode. They give you sort of a, probably a two minute, like sort of introduction of some of the stuff that happened previously. And, uh, that's all you really need you know, to, to jump back in with the, with the show. And then Ironside, it was all right. You know, Blair Underwood's always good, but you know, it's one of those that you're just like, other than like, he's a cop in a wheelchair. Like why did they have to call it Ironside other than like, hopefully name recognition type of thing. Right. There's, they could have they could have done because this exact the desirable thing. age group to get to watch a show <laughs> sixty year olds yeah. who remember the old Ironside. Yeah, remember Ironside. That's <laughs> a, you could have done the same show and given it any name, and people would have compared Why it. Why not call it Wheels? Yeah. Well, they could have they could have called it anything, and people would have compared it or mentioned Ironside when talking heard about of it. Ironside. I don't yes. even know what Ironside is. See, there you go. There you go. Well, it was it was quite a while ago because it was uh, uh, Raymond Burr played played Ironside, yeah. and uh, so uh, you know before he as like uh, let's see that was uh, it was before or a, it was after Perry Mason. Yeah, it was after Perry Mason, after but it Perry was Mason, early seventies, wasn't it? Still a long time ago. Late sixties, early seventies. I think I was not around for the late sixties, early seventies. <laughs> Sorry, that's what that's my joke. Yeah, so that's uh what? That's my joke about the 60-year-olds. Yeah. Oh, right. Exactly. Exactly. My dad might remember it, my mom might does. remember it, I don't. Yeah, that that's that that's sort of the weird thing of trying to use the name recognition but yet the audience that you really want is not the people that would necessarily know yeah, who exactly. that is. But it didn't have uh, there wasn't enough of really of anything else set up in it like something like the blacklist that made me interested for right. like ongoing story. Yeah. Right. Like any ongoing story didn't really, didn't really uh, attract me at all. And so if you like cop shows where they're going to track down a bad guy and, uh, maybe get some sassy remarks from the head guy in a wheelchair. And, uh, yeah, cause you know, he's a rule breaker and they're going to be doing it their own way with their, their, <laughs> their special group. So that that's, uh, then you know it might you might be, uh, and then Casey will come in and plan the party when right. they arrest. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly it. That's exactly what's gonna happen. Be, uh, we'll be meeting up at the bar tonight for uh, an arrest. Hey party. everybody! <laughs> <laughs> Let's anyway. go to the bar after with this bust. <laughs> I'm gonna put out some flyers. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Uh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Next. <laughs> yeah, so Wednesday nights for me would pretty much be a revolution, I think. It, at least 
from the first couple episodes, we'll you know see how it goes. If it starts to uh, lose its way again, then uh, it'll probably be easily dropped. Right. And we'll move on to uh, Thursdays. Uh, Thursdays will uh, start off with uh, Parks and Recreation as of uh, September 26th, and uh, that will be uh, they'll have two episodes, uh, and then that'll be followed by two episodes of the Michael J. Fox Show. Uh, also on September 26th and then uh, Parenthood will close out the night starting up on September 26th. And then the following week on October 3rd, uh, Welcome to the Family will follow Parks and Recreation and then uh, Sean Saves the World will premiere and be followed by the Michael J. Fox show. So, Kurt, what about you on uh, Thursdays for NBC? Oh, Parks and Recreation... I like it when I watch it, but I don't watch it. I don't like it enough, apparently, to watch it to every watch it all the time. <laughs> um, which you know, some people just yell at me about because um, you know it's well loved. It's beloved by some. What is the one? All in the family? No, welcome to the yeah, family. Welcome to the family. Oh gosh, I did not oh like that God, at all. It was so horrible. Um, yeah. <laughs> Nothing like uh, uh, unwanted pregnancy to bring out the laughs. Yeah, sort of a <laughs> and the racial stereotype and the racial stereotype. Exactly. Sort of a sort of a slightly a slight twist on sort of something like Reba. Yeah, uh, but not good. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, okay, so there's that. Won't be watching that. Um, what? What? What else? Uh, Sean saves the world. Sean saves the world, which. Uh, uh, who's the guy who's in that, Sean? Sean Hayes. Sean Hayes. <laughs> who apparently he's called the first post-gay sitcom, I think. What? Or somebody called it that, anyway. Um, because he plays a gay dad who wasn't gay when he had his daughter, but then his wife and him got divorced, and now he's gay, raising his teenage daughter, mm-hmm. and Linda Lavin's his mom, and she's a Budinsky. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and and it was it was basically they should have called it just like just Jack because yeah I know yeah right? <laughs> because, just Jack the slightly less gay gay dad you know because <laughs> he's basically playing just a slightly tamped down version of you know yeah. his character and it's from also Will and Grace workplace workplace comedy stuff in it too so Tom, uh, is that Thomas Lennon he's just so over the top yeah. Yeah, it looks like one of the. It, it looks almost like a throwback. I mean, you know, of course, bringing NBC's doing that a lot. They got Ironside. They're bringing Michael J. Fox back. They got Sean Hayes coming back. Who was in the thing? You know, they're trying to get all these people recognizable from their glory days. I guess. Mm-hmm. Except the difference being that the Michael J. Fox show is actually good. Well, let me get to that. Um, <laughs> and. Uh, and and still, you know, this one is like one of those, okay, joke a minute, joke a minute, joke a minute, joke a minute. Um, and it could be good. Who knows? I wasn't like that impressed with it, to right. tell you the truth. Okay, now, Michael J. Fox show. It was all right. I've only seen the first episode. You now they have, more, they have more up now. I think they just yeah. announced. Um, but remember I've only how seen... I was like, spoiler what? alert. Remember how I was like, spoiler alert, my new favorite show is on NBC in the fall? Yeah. I've now watched the first three episodes of Michael J. Fox. It's hilarious, and it's my number one comedy. Really? Yeah. Well, maybe you should talk about it, because I feel ill-informed. <laughs> I've only seen the first episode. <laughs> I mean, it was good. Yeah. It was good. I liked it, and, you know, he's he's always funny. I mean, he's good drama or comedy, I think. And uh, what's-her-face from Betsy Brandt from uh, yep. 
from Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad is his or wife. Hey Schrager is his wife. Yeah, um, I am. Um, I was not a fan. Of, uh, okay, so I'll watch Parks. I'll Welcome to the Family. I tried to get through it a second time just to kind of see if I misjudged it. And I told Ray that I wanted to gouge my eyes out after having put myself through that. So, um, <laughs> not a good decision. But. I like Sean Saves the World enough that I'll see what happens in the second episode. So that was my opinion going into the Michael J. Fox show. Like, I liked it enough. I didn't love the pilot. But I liked it enough. The family was all funny enough that a second episode was going to make it or break it for me. And I have to say, so this story, Mike Henry is Michael J. Fox. He goes back to, he he's driving everybody crazy in this family. And they're like, well, after your Parkinson's. You know, it's kind of under control now. What are you going to do? Are you going to go back to work? Please do. And he finally agrees to go back to work as a news anchor. And there's just some really funny bits. It's not like the, the pilot doesn't gel 100%, but it's there. So the second and third episode kind of details more about their daily life now that he's on the show and how it impacts everybody. And, you know, we find out that his wife's a teacher and his sister's crazy. Like, Katie Finneran's amazing. It's just so funny. Like, it was... It was funny and the cast was great I found myself so surprised at how kind of fast it was but it didn't feel too joke a minute and mm-hmm. there were so many like uh, Parkinson's jokes at Michael J. Fox's expense that he does himself it's hysterical hmm. and his wife is in the second episode and she's hysterical you mean his TV wife or his no Tracy Poland's in the, in oh, the okay. first in the second episode she plays a new neighbor and she's awesome didn't they meet on his last on that on Family Ties? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so cute. Yeah, but I really do think that if there's any show that like people are asking me like, what do you recommend? I'm having a, t- a tough time recommending anything, and watching the second and third episode really made me say, okay, you know what? I think you'll like Michael J. Fox's show. Okay then. So that's my opinion. Yeah, and I, then what's what's the last show of the night on that? On oh, Parenthood, and Parenthood. of course I'm watching Parenthood because Parenthood's my favorite yeah. show. Besides well, Sons of that's another show that, you know, sometimes I like it, sometimes I don't. Yeah, well, Parenthood's always had a – and, you know, they always seem to have at least one storyline at any given time that's not the greatest, but the other stuff makes up for it, that, mm-hmm. uh, that it, it's really good. I, I've still got to catch up on a couple episodes of the end of last season to go into this season, but uh, I think it's a, a – it may not be now because it's going up against Elementary and Scandal – on Thursday night, but it's it's finally on the the schedule on the night where I would have put it originally. Yeah, <laughs> like it just seems like the type of show. It's a drama, but it has a a little bit of a comedy angle to it, so I think it fits on a night you know following four comedies, and uh, well, at least there's two comedies in the NBC lineup. But uh, <laughs> um, but for me, I'll be watching Parks and Rec. I didn't hate Welcome to the Family as much as everybody else seemed oh, to. Oh, I thought it was awful. <laughs> I mean, awful. It, it's not. It's not good. But I didn't absolutely absolutely hate it. Uh, um, but uh, Sean saves the world. It's really like there's too much. It's. I mean, it's called Sean saves the world, so obviously it's going to surround him. But unless some of the other cast and stuff sort of uh, are brought out in future episodes where it's not actually so much just him, then it might, it, I think it could, there might be something there. Uh, but if it continues to just be what the pilot is, I won't be watching. Because uh, it just, you know, you know, sort of set up joke, set up joke, set up joke, just 
you know, rapid fire and they're not all, you know, that great. <laughs> so, uh, there is one bit in, now that I'm thinking about it, in the Sean pilot that involves him trying to get out a bathroom window and ends with him stuck in a desk, which is very funny. Um, but like you said, if it's if there's those little bits every now and then, it would be fine. But too much focus on just Jack is just going to be overwhelming. And then uh, the Michael J. Fox show, I like the pilot. I think it does... Uh, I think it does a really good job of setting up all the characters, you know, introducing you to everybody, uh, and it gives you enough laughs. But uh, the following episodes are both really good, uh, and it you know continues to de- develop uh, everything around it, and you know where the uh, the show is going to go. And you know, like uh, Anne Hayes shows up as his like rival at the studio. Yeah, and uh, is great. Where he's gone back to work, and that that was a, a good uh, addition, and I just I just really liked it. It's probably it's right up there at the top of uh, uh, new comedies for fall for me. Um, I can't really. I'm trying to think off the top of my head uh, of you know the other networks, other things c- coming uh, this fall. It's it's got to be right up there. Yeah. Oh, it sure is. I'm I'm thinking. Probably, maybe like Brooklyn Nine Nine, and uh, or something might be uh, up there uh, as well. But definitely, definitely worth checking out. And I think them debuting it with the pilot followed by a second episode is sort of a good move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Uh, Because I think it it gives you uh, because there's a there's a little bit of a the first episode has the daughter filming things. And so there's a lot of like talking to the camera and they continue that on in sort of a modern family type of way where there's little bits with the family members talking into a camera, but it's no longer they're talking into the daughter's camera. Right. They're just talking to like the audience that's watching the show. But they established, I think they established it well enough. Like modern families pilot establish it as a documentary crew do they they don't even mention it so they establish it in the michael j fox pilot that this video camera that them talking to a camera makes sense well it 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 that was the one element though that kind of threw me because in the in the second episode there's no like who are they talking to because they're not the the daughter's not making a documentary about her family any longer it was just in that one episode that she was doing well that. she doesn't say she's done it in the pilot well it's it they're, at any rate, anyway, that's, that was that was the yeah that was the the one little thing, but it it basically that just uh, it has that same element where there's talking headpieces to that also you know give you some sort of like a setup for the joke that's coming or or stuff like that and and once you see a couple episodes you kind of it just works and uh, you you don't really you stop questioning like who are they talking to <laughs> or why are they doing this same with you know same thing as modern family you stop questioning the idea that it's supposed to be you know is there a documentary crew and but yeah i i really like uh michael j fox it would definitely be at the top of the list for recommendations uh yeah for the fall and then uh i'll like i said i'll uh, plan on catching back up with the last few episodes so that i can uh, continue to watch uh, parenthood on a Thursday nights. All right. Okay, okay. So that's Thursdays, and we'll move on to uh, Fridays. Fridays will be uh, 
Uh, NBC will have a, a Dateline uh, on Friday nights, and then as of uh, October 25th, they'll have The Return of Grimm, and that'll be followed by a new show, Dracula, also on uh, premiering on October 25th. Um, I'll watch Grimm, and I'm very excited to see kind of what happened because I thought that last season kind of really ramped it up. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested to see how they get out of what they put themselves in. And I'm glad that everybody kind of knows. Everybody's working together, um, except Reggie Lee's character, who I hope finds out. But I kind of like that he doesn't know either. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm interested. Comparatively speaking, I, it took me like three hours to get through the Dracula pilot. And... <laughs> I haven't even watched the second episode because I just can't. <laughs> and I think a lot of it has to do with Jonathan Reese Meyers' awful mustache. Mustache? He's got this it looks like little... a porn mustache. Yeah, it. it's awful. Like oh. a 70s porn mustache. And not oh. 1870s. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. I did not hate the Dracula as much as you did. But that pi- that first episode is awfully slow. Yeah. Um, I think it gets better in the second. I don't know. Did they send us a third? I can't remember if I, I no, haven't seen I think, it. There's only two. That yeah. I had, I um, guess, I'll probably give that a couple more because I do like a good vampire story. And I like uh, things that are set in you know different times. And this is set in Victorian London. But, um, you know. I'm still cautiously optimistic about that. Yeah. But Grimm, I'm looking forward to seeing more of. Yeah, for sure. And Dateline, I never watch. Huh? And Dateline, I never watch. Yeah. Well, you know what the problem is? Here's the thing. Dateline, like, I let Grimm back up on my DVR last year, and I caught up on a marathon. So then I would see previews for, like, the next next week's Dateline. And I'm always like, oh, man, that story looks so good. I wish I could have... <laughs> I wish I could retroactively DVR what happened in Dateline six weeks ago. Like, that's the only thing I'll say about Dateline. I don't watch it otherwise. Is they do good promos? Yeah. <laughs> they, exactly. they, they make you want to go find out about that story? Exactly. Um, I'll definitely be watching a third season of Grimm. Uh, I liked the first season. The second season got significantly better. Uh, and uh, so I'm looking to see where they go with that in uh, in the third season. And then uh, Dracula, yeah, the, f- the first episode is, is kind of slow. They've got a couple of, you know, little twists uh, in there. But for me, I just couldn't get behind the show where, you know, quote unquote, the hero of the show is Dracula. And he's like come in to go after the secret society that killed his wife way back you know, when, centuries earlier, and uh, you know, and they made him an immortal too. He's trying to get back at the people who made him a vampire, basically. Yeah. And so you kind of are like, okay, he's there's, there's sort of this revenge aspect, and you know, the secret society is not exactly the you know the greatest group of people, but then within that, he just willy nilly kills random barmaids. You well, know? that's because he's <laughs> a vampire. I know, but yet it's his nature. But it it just I just couldn't follow along with the the guy that's out for revenge because somebody killed his wife. Just killing anybody, just you know, just throughout the it 
it it just left me not being able to like follow the character, you know. Uh, it left yeah. you cold. Yes, <laughs> so to speak. Uh, yeah, that that aspect of it didn't you know uh, didn't really work for me. So I don't know. I I may watch a, you know another episode or two to see you know where it goes or something like that. And you know, there's not a. I think what a they're saying is Dracula Fridays, was but... totally misunderstood. I guess. A victim himself, <laughs> made into a monster, made into a monster that uh, that looks like Jonathan Rhys Meyers yeah. with a nineteen seventies porn mustache. Were you? Um, I think it's good you, casting. Are you promos? What? <laughs> you should write poem promos. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you need to get into that. Uh, uh, you need you need that announcer voice though. That uh, yeah, right. That announcer for NBC is really weird, though. He sound, I don't know how to explain it, but he's really weird. Okay, so but everything sounds super exciting though. <laughs> you want to watch the next thing. He also sounds like he's half asleep though. <laughs> like I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. So Dracula probably I don't I, I was, you know, I was hoping for better. But, you know, maybe it it will get better, but it gets better, Jason. It's a good pairing with a. Uh, well, I. Oh yeah, I think it's a totally it, good pairing. I think right, right. I think that definitely makes sense. But you know, we'll we'll have to see uh, see where it goes, I guess. But sort of a, a sort of a cold, lackluster yeah. endorsement of, <laughs> of it might be worth it on Friday nights. It's not a full blooded endorsement. Yeah. See what I did there? Yeah. Dracula blood. Yes. blood. You really should be writing their copy. <laughs> so good you had to explain it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just nobody reacted, so I thought, oh, maybe nobody got it. We were so stunned by how awesome it was, we were speechless. <laughs> uh, all right, so what do they got on Saturday? Okay, Repeat. Saturdays. Saturdays is pretty much uh, repeats. Usually at the beginning of the fall season, those repeats are repeats of their new stuff. So you'll probably see like the Blacklist and Ironside and stuff like that show up on uh, on Saturday nights along with the Law & Order SVU, which seems to be the one that always ends up uh, on uh, Saturday nights. And then probably after a few weeks, it'll just end up being uh, random uh, drama repeats, not necessarily – the same thing every week. Not not necessarily repeating the new stuff. They'll just be random Law and Order episodes and whatnot, probably. Uh, but uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's Saturdays, and uh, that's that's the NBC schedule. So uh, oh, Saturdays will also have Saturday Night Live, and Tina Fey is hoping, oh, she's hosting the premiere. This season premiere. Mm-hmm. That is that is also correct. Yeah. So yeah, pretty much. Uh, Saturdays is Saturday Night Live, but I haven't watched. I might watch with Tina Fey hosting. Uh, and then I, the next week is Miley Cyrus. Oh, what a train wreck. What a train wreck she is. <laughs> I can't oh. even remember the last time I've watched a Saturday Night Live episode, though. Like, I watch it all the time. It's probably been a... It's usually pretty terrible. It's probably been a season asleep? and a half. I usually end up watching... Are you usually asleep? No, I'm usually awake. Oh. I, I'm usually... Uh, a, I usually end up watching whatever everybody else thought was really funny, you know, like, yeah, like the, the clips the next day. But uh, so overall, uh, 
Kurt, what do you think of the NBC schedule? Uh, I think there are a few shows on NBC I will be watching. <laughs> Religiously. <laughs> but not too many. But not too many. Uh-huh. I wouldn't say that it's like, you know, what did they used to call it if we're being nostalgic? Must-see TV. Must-see TV. Yeah. I wouldn't say that. What about it's you, not Henry? my favorite network right now, okay? I think it was smart for them to move Parenthood to Thursdays. I'm looking forward to Thursday, except for the 8.30 slot. Uh, yeah, I think it's fine. Good for them. Yeah, I think... Uh, well, I think I, most of their shows will still fail, but good for them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's, I think it's one of... The, I, I think their schedule is, is likely uh, they could pop back up to being rivals for number one again for the fall like they were last year because right. one, well, one Sunday night football uh, two the voice is back and it has the original cast which will get uh, some people watching you know that'll continue to probably do pretty well I think the blacklist actually has a chance to do pretty well so, but then like after that some of those things hinge on like uh, will revolution be able to transfer what audience it had left by the end of the last season into, you know, its new time slot. Right. Uh, will people, you know, will other people come back uh, to it? And then overall, like Thursdays, they've, you know, like we said, there's Parks and Rec, which is one of favorite comedies. And then Michael J. Fox, which is one of my favorite new comedies, but it's also Thursday nights. And that night has been getting killed for, uh, uh-huh. uh, for NBC. So, and then with, CBS having, you know, dropped in their now two-hour comedy block. It'll be interesting to see how that uh, how that, how that works out. Two-hour comedy block is going to make it to the end of the season. <laughs> oh, my God, there's some bad stuff there. Yes. But we're not talking CBS, okay? <laughs> we're not talking CBS. Um, but, yeah. But, yeah, and then, uh, you know, and then I'm sure they'll do well on uh, Friday nights because Grimm has always done well there. Yeah. And uh, so... So overall, I think they have a pretty, a pretty solid schedule, at least you know at the beginning of the week, uh, even if it's full of things like The Voice that I don't watch, <laughs> but uh, a lot of people do. So uh, overall, I think uh, pretty good. But you have uh, a few shows that they still have in the offing, which are uh, About a Boy, uh, Believe, uh, Crisis, Crossbones, and The Family Guide. It's not called The Family Guide anymore. It's called Growing Up Fisher called what growing up fisher so growing up fisher and then they have so those are the the things that are coming uh mid-season and uh do you have kurt any of those that you would uh you would mention as as something to keep an eye out for uh the about a boy i thought was cute and funny yeah i liked and i liked that actor a lot what's his name again david walton he's the love of my life he's yeah. the best he's the best eater <laughs> on TV. Yeah, he's good. I like him. And I thought that was nice and fun. Yeah. Um, I love Mini Driver, too. Mini Driver, she's in it, yeah. Uh, what else is on there? Crossbones? I haven't seen anything on that. Black Sails! I've only ever seen the Black Sails pirate show, oh, so I haven't seen Crossbones. But. Yeah. Um, it's going to be competing <laughs> against Star's pirate show, Black Sails. <laughs> um, but Hugh Laurie's going to be in it, which I thought was so bizarre. Wait, What? Hugh Laurie, isn't Hugh Laurie going to be in Crossbones? John Malkovich is. 
John Malkovich is. John I Malkovich thought, is the lead. I but yeah, you... oh wait. Yeah, John Malkovich to play oh, Hugh Laurie was supposed to be in it. It looks like this. I'm just Googling now. Crossbones, John Malkovich to play Blackbeard, Hugh Laurie out. Oh well then I'm not as excited because not that I don't <laughs> like John Malkovich, but if Hugh Laurie ditched out, maybe he didn't like it either. Yeah. Hugh Laurie would have been good though. Yeah. I mean, when he was originally cast, I was like, "Oh, that's weird. Maybe that's going to be something special." But who knows? I do like a, I do like a good pirate tale, though. Yes, me too. As I've told Amory before. <laughs> um, I loved about a boy because I love David Walton. Growing up, Fisher was interchangeable to me with Welcome to the Family. Even though I love Parker Posey, um, but even though she's not in it anymore, I'm excited to see Jenna Elfman step in. So that should be interesting to see that revamped. My favorite, though, I liked Believe, but I really enjoyed Crisis and was very surprised oh, yeah, that I, I liked about it. Crisis. There was twist after twist, and Dermot Mulroney, who I think lucks out over in the, in the Dermot Mulroney versus Dylan McDermott. Uh, Matchup. I prefer Dermot Mulroney this season <laughs> to Dylan McDermott. That's so hard. That sentence was so hard to get out. And Scully's in it too. Scully. The X Files. Yes, I never watched X Files. <laughs> oh. uh, and I well, didn't hate. I'll p- point this out. I didn't hate Rachel Taylor in this. So that's important. So there. I like that show too. I forgot yeah. about that, but yeah, yeah. I like that Crisis. Well, yeah, good. that's that's the thing is for for NBC. While I really like you know. The, the Blacklist and, uh, you know, Michael J. Fox show uh, coming mid-season, I really liked, uh, you know, About a Boy in Crisis. You yeah. Know? So they have, you know, a couple of shows that would, uh, you know, if they were coming this fall, they would be at the top of my list. and uh, But then I also liked Believe. Uh, I, I think, liked it enough. It was I, fun. Yeah, I, I liked it too, but I, don't you feel like those shows don't do well? Like they're so, kind of too high concept. I mean, I, yeah. You know, I feel like it's another show with a kid who's got, you know, like this, everybody's trying to protect him and he can figure things out and, you know, he or she, this one's a she, um, no, her name be is a little Johnny, supernatural. What? Her name in real life is Johnny. Oh. But I think, <laughs> I think it, I think it really, I think they set up some interesting things in the premiere sure. and, yeah. you know, a nice little twist at the end and. It has, you know, it does have that, that type of show, like, uh, you know, even like, uh, I mean, obviously there's something bigger going on. There's somebody trying to protect uh, somebody that has the, you know, these abilities that adds a little sort of, uh, you know, supernaturally aspect, uh, you know, to the show. But basically they're going to end up going around the country helping people. So, you know, it's like, uh, Tons of different shows from the past that have. It's like yeah. that Kiefer Sutherland show that was just on. Yeah, yes. that, that, you know, similar to that uh, in, in more recent times. Uh, but Oh, Jamie uh, Chung's in it, I forgot. But enough uh, that it, uh, I was interested to see more of it. I do like Delroy Lindo, too, so we'll so see. There. So, yeah, there's a few things uh, to look out for. for as that seems to be the case recently which is not necessarily a good thing for any of these shows. Some of my fa- some of the better NBC stuff is being held till mid-season again. Yeah. Well, maybe they're sure. just slowly rebuilding their reputation, I think. Yeah. And I think they're doing it correctly except for Welcome to the Family. Yeah, but it hasn't uh, <laughs> but it hasn't uh, quite worked out well for some pretty good shows though in the last, you know, couple of years that have uh, 
for some reason, the midseason launch just didn't work. Uh, you know, and Hannibal, you know, barely squeaked by into another another but it season. Did. So hopefully that there is like the good sign of maybe an upswing of some of these shows in the in the future. There you go, NBC. NBC, NBC. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on to prime time. You know what I did not include? This is jumping ahead past prime time. I was just looking at the list of things I want to talk about reality check, and I didn't include America's Next Top Model, so I'm going to talk about that, even though it's not on the list. Anyway, back to prime time. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Season 9, Episode 1, The Gang Broke D. Poor D. Poor D. Oh my god, but the joke she was making about herself while she ate that cake. <laughs> I can't that even... scene where she's eating the cake and drinking the beer, oh my god. I Best can't even thing get a ever. to hit on me. Oh my god. It was so good. <laughs> These guys, ninth season, and I have to say the first three episodes I've screened have been so much fun. Or, yeah, first three. Uh, I cannot wait for people to see the third episode because it's genius. But this first episode was great. I, I love that, you know, looking back on the episode now that I've watched it. The third one was the award one, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, my sorry. God. This is so good. Um, but so the first episode, the gang breaks D and, and they decide to help build her up. And Dennis wants nothing to do with it. He just wants to make sure that D gets married to a moderately semi-acceptable guy. Um, so he, and he doesn't so, have to take care of her anymore. Exactly. So he doesn't have to take care of her. But watching the episode, I'm like, why is Dennis, like, you're thinking that Dennis is, like, really just against D and won't laugh at her jokes and isn't being supportive. But then you find out at the end of the seat of the episode that Dennis is the only one who wasn't in on the plan to knock D back down after they build her up. So Dennis legitimately was like, why are they laughing at you? You are not funny. Because he wasn't filled in on anything. So Dennis looks like the asshole the whole episode. And they're like, surprise! These are all people we know. And you've, you're not really funny. <laughs> but I thought her set was actually really funny. Uh, I'm D and the joke's on me! <laughs> it was so good. But making the noises and everything. It oh. was... <laughs> what are you doing? Sound effects, Dennis. Sound effects. Oh my god. <laughs> so good. I, I have to say, season eight, I was a little concerned because there was some, there was more off episodes in season eight than there were in any other season. But they had episodes like the one where they all ate at the restaurant, but like they were all there in three separate orders, but they ended up just causing all kinds of ruckus. Um, that's one of the best episodes I've seen. So I had, you know, I was like, okay, episode, season nine is going to be great, but they really came back swinging. I just, ugh, so funny to get to see Caitlin have an episode where she totally shines like that it was genius oh so good i love that show all righty jason did you hang up nope but i don't watch (laughs) jason is tuned out normally i normally i watch the uh the screeners uh, but i didn't get a chance to this this year i mean you have to watch the gang deserves the gang tries desperately to win an award it is amazing Uh, it's so funny Oh. It is so anyway. funny. <laughs> Preview, spoiler alert. <laughs> Get ready for it, people. Oh Amazing. 
Um, I just, I hope they keep up the momentum of the first three, because then next week's episode is equally as hilarious, uh, which is gun control, what is it, gun fever 2, still hot, like, they, yeah, they take like on that, the, yeah. the gun uh, lobby, or the gun world, and it just goes as you would expect with these idiots, just fantastic, they are the smartest, funniest people, I love them dearly. Good stuff. And I don't watch the next show, but I'll introduce it. I mean, I didn't watch this season yet. I was caught up on last season. Uh, Strike Back, season three, episode four. Episode four. Because <laughs> they don't title the episodes. <laughs> um, I love this show. So I can talk about Strike Back. Um, <laughs> it's just awesome. I love how smart it is. It's got all kinds of great action. And... Um, but but then it brings up all these issues that have to do with these military people and and the uh, costs to them personally, you know, with their jobs, you know, both like losing lives, losing friends, losing family and stuff like that, you know. But this this past episode was the one where uh, Dugray Scott had, had guest starred as this totally nutso, like terrorist for hire basically – and um, he's going after the Section 20 people, and, and they're trapped in this apartment building. And he just starts lobbing, uh, like shooting grenade launcher grenade things into the building and trying to blow them up and everything. And it's just so – it was just so amazing. And they do all those – they do all those, uh, those stunts. The actors do almost all their stunts themselves. And so when something blows up on the show and they're around it, they're probably actually around it. It's not usually stuntmen, which I think is really cool too. But yeah. um, it was just it was just this action packed episode that that dealt sort of with this guy and and um, you know the the thing with these show with this show is that they have like a season long arc of what they're trying to do. Like they're after this Al Zuhari, this terrorist named Al Zuhari, and each couple of episodes they end up running into some other ally of his or something like working their way to him, you know, by having to deal with all these other people. And so, so these last two episodes dealt with this guy, Leatherby, James Leatherby. And, um, it was just awesome. It was so amazing. And I've watched next week's and it's really good too. Awesome. The end. I haven't, haven't seen next week's yet, but it's, a uh, they do action as well as anybody on, on, on this show. And it feels, uh, it feels, you know, with all the bullets flying and everything happened, it feels more realistic than some of the, you know, even some good action sequences and stuff like that. But this feels like this is more of some, some types of things that actually happen. Right. Uh, well, they actually have a special, an ex-special forces dude who's their advisor and shows them how to do everything. And he's he often is in the scenes, too, as just one of the soldiers, random soldier or whatever. Um, so they really know their stuff yeah and yeah. and you know so that's always a, a good as aspect uh but uh you know interesting characters and but then this season uh people are dropping like flies oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> on both sides type of yeah. thing that here we are four episodes in and it's almost while they're still after the same person uh it's almost sort of the show's almost sort of changed a little bit uh in uh where things are going and who's in control. <laughs> right, exactly. All, all this stuff. And, you know, 
it's hard. You don't want to give anything away, but but it's like people will appear, and you're like, oh, this guy's going to be around for a long time because look <laughs> at how look at how he just takes control of you know of this whole thing happening, of all the action happening here, and then pff, two episodes <laughs> later, yeah, that- what? They're already killed him off. Yeah, there, I mean, there's already a couple of characters that are that have met their demise this season yeah. that I was not surprised that necessarily they wouldn't die at some point, but it seemed a little early in the in the season in in the arc of the story, yeah. really. For uh, so that's interesting. But the the one thing that was weird in this last episode was is it seemed so random that all of a sudden there was this uh, this guy that was out for Scott. Oh, at the end? At the, at the end, that he was waiting for him in his hotel room? Well, actually, he was waiting for both of them. And if you remember from the first epi- the first two episodes, when they were in Columbia at the drug, when they raided the drug czar's place, the drug kingpin's place, you know? Yeah. In Columbia, um, they killed that Russian dude, the son of the big Russian guy. Yeah. Do you so is this, is this somebody that's connected to that? Yeah, he's he's... I mean, he's have have we seen the, him before? No, he's one of the the killers on the Russian dude's payroll. The Russian dude wants to get back. Yeah, because it just seems so random. Like I, I partially it's be, it was because you know there was a week off last week for the the yeah. holiday weekend, and so there's you know been extra time in uh, between that and you know now the the first episode. And uh, well, you saw the guy in the scene before that where he's. He's talking to the woman who had sex with Scott. Well, yeah, but that that all just seemed weird. Like, where did this guy come from? How did how did he like? It, was he like passing the picture around to like every hooker in the area, you know, type of thing? Or like, it just? No, I think I think that he he set Scott up. He like got got her to meet him. Remember, and she met him at the bar when they were scouting at Leatherby. In I don't know two episodes ago. Okay, three so episodes. maybe that maybe that's what it, I just missed that connection because all of a sudden I was watching and I go this feels just weird like it yeah. felt tacked on. It was but, a total it was a total setup. But it but it, apparently I, I that makes more sense now that I now that I you're saying that I I'm remembering some things that I didn't remember. Yeah. See that's a, that's a, that's the reason another reason I love the show is because. Everybody can view it as just, you know, a popcorn action show, right? You know, and you can just watch all the action and everything. And but but there's all these subtle things, both in in the attitude of the soldiers, you know, because Scott and Scott and Stonebridge talk a lot about, you know, should we continue to do this? They talk a lot about, you know, there's a lot of stuff about PTSD in here, you know, but it's but you have to, like, pay close attention. But then there's all this other these all these other mecha, mechanizations going on that that are really subtle. And if you pay, you know, you have to kind of be on your game while you're watching too i think which is it's cool because you'll remember back and you go oh wait that person i remember they were in that one scene yeah that's that was the thing that i didn't remember i was like this guy's got to be connected because they don't do this type of stuff they don't just randomly tack on things like this but right. it felt randomly tacked on to me because yeah. i was i was like what am i maybe it's I, a little too subtle sometimes yeah, did i <laughs> what where, where did i miss or uh, i think that's the other thing that uh, this is the type of show that works extremely well in a marathon. Yeah, I would agree. That uh, you know, just because you know, they also they they set them up in two episode blocks basically. So last week's episode ended a block, 
in the next two episodes. Um, so if you can't even watch it as a marathon, if you watch two episodes at a time in the proper block, um, that is also helpful. Because it's almost like they're doing, what is it, 10 episodes? Like five two-hour movies, basically. Yeah, and well, and then sort of overall, it's like one long movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, in, 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 in a lot of cases, because... Oh, yeah, because the plot goes all the way through. The and there's plot. there's not always very much time between an, an episode. You know, an episode picks up right where within hours sometimes or whatever yeah. of where the last episode left off. Or, or even, seconds. Or even just right there. And so that uh, that aspect of it makes it where you can just watch it one after the other. And they – because it really is like they, in some respects – cut a 10-hour movie into, right. into 10 parts. Exactly. Yay, Strike Back. Favorite show. One of my Yay, favorite shows. Yay, Strike Back! Yeah. I'd say it's in, my, it's in my top two favorite shows. What's the other one? Justified. Nice. Nice, nice. And it depends on my time, time of day, like which one I'll say is one and which one <laughs> I'll say is two. Gotcha. No, I hear you. I'm the same way with a lot of my shows. Like, like, like right now, because Strike Back's on, it's it's your it's favorite. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's prime time. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about reality. I didn't, like I said, I didn't put it on here, but I want to talk about America's Next Top Model because these people are crazy. So this time it's guys versus girls, and every week it, there's more ridiculous people, or more people acting more ridiculous than ever. And I just don't understand how the show is still on because I don't think any of the reality, like any of the models who win, actually become America's Next Top Model. Like, I think they disappear into oblivion until they show up again on Celebrity Rehab 10 seasons later. Um, so that's all I have to say about America's Next Top Model. Tyra gets crazier. <laughs> Tell us Tyra what gets, you really think. Amber. Tyra gets weirder every time she's in an episode. I just, I don't understand how she's the one making the money in this business. Um, what else? What else? So, so you think you can dance? I was asked to talk about this. And it's funny because I've been like, I've been watching it, but I've been forgetting to talk about it on the podcast i've watched every episode this season this season's final four are the final four that should have been there from the beginning like they're the first four i voted for (coughs) and i think that they were good they're great dancers so good for them and then what's next master chef thank god chrissy is gone if she had won i would have never watched master chef again (laughs) because she's awful and that's it. And then, so thank God, I don't really care who wins, though, because I don't like either of the top two. Like, I don't care who wins. Um, but, yay, so that's Master Chef. It's almost over. And then, so, the great food truck race. Jason, are you still watching it? Yeah. So do they yeah. actually race food trucks? <laughs> yeah, that, that well, would be, <laughs> that'd be awesome if they were actually... The point of it is to, like, sell the most money in, in a certain weekend in specific towns. Oh, okay. And then the winner wins a food truck and $50,000. Um, do you have a favorite yet, Jason? I don't know that I, I have a, a favorite. I I was kind of disappointed to see the... Yeah, me too. The bold and the bold beautiful, beautiful truck get yeah. a... Especially because the Philly team is just awful. Yeah, I... Oh. Listen, I'm from Philly. I've grown up this area my whole life. Um, my whole family has that accent, but I cannot stand a Philly accent. Cannot stand it. Yeah, well, f- for me, with the mistakes that they've made and all that stuff, they they should be out just because 
if you have a Philly cheesesteak truck and you go into a town where they say you have to become a Buffalo truck, I mean, hello. <laughs> you, right. How, how do you not win the, the challenge making Buffalo cheesesteaks? And, exactly. and selling those that, you know, so, uh, they should, they should be out. I, I like the, you know, sort of the single mother's team type of aspect. And I also, there's now like only, there's only one like girl. one woman left as part of the slideshow yeah. uh, truck. And, uh, I didn't like Daz when he was on, uh, food, con- like food network star. Cause he was on that. Didn't like him on there, but I do like the slider truck slideshow. I do like them. Yeah. Well, I, I think that, you know, I think a lot of the trucks this year all have all had good ideas. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, a slider truck is a good idea, you know, and the the Hawaiian truck, the Tikka Tikka Taco truck is is a good spin on that type, you know. God, their uncle is the coolest. Is what is his name? Amu. He's the coolest ever. I love him. And uh, you know, so all all the different uh ideas. I'm not sure who of who's left of like I I don't know, maybe the Maybe the taco truck. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure. I, that, that's the thing is I've kind of liked everybody so far. You know, there's no uh, somewhat, but uh, there's no one I outwardly hate. With the way that the Philly I just guys hate acted, the Philly this, accent. well, with the way the Philly guys acted this last week, they deserved to lose. <laughs> like, yeah. And so that that was just one of those. Uh, but the the thing about the show that's weird to me is the way things have have built up is. Uh, you really have to do well on the first day, yeah. Because they've been doing this second day thing where you have to sell to a certain number, and so basically on the second day, at a certain point, everybody's going to s- sell that or less, and then you get this bonus by being the first one to sell out. Yeah. Uh, so that's one of those uh, ones that uh, where. It really does change up the the competition. You really have to do well that first day, because uh, if you don't do if you yeah. don't get one of the prizes, meaning you Forget didn't it. sell out, you're probably going to end up at the bottom. And uh, granted, with the numbers that the Ticket Ticket Taco guys had uh, this week, uh, and the Aloha Plate had, uh, even if they hadn't got that seven fifty and five hundred dollars they still yeah, would have come in first and second place. Exactly. Or you've got to sell that second day, you have to you have to either do really well the first day or you have to sell out really quickly the second day. The second so day. that you can exactly. get that bonus. Uh, otherwise So for future food truck racers, there's your clue. Do except, well the first day or the second. <laughs> except next except next year they'll switch it up and and, and they'll they'll throw in those things the uh, you know, on the first day or something. Uh, the the other thing is there hasn't been. Uh, I think they did it last season too. There hasn't been any like cooking challenge, right? To start out an episode like where they have to do something and then somebody comes around and judges it, and they yeah. get some sort of bonus for the second day or, right. or the next thing or something like that. Uh, that's been uh, a change in in the show too. That uh, agreed. That I always thought was. They've been doing these bonuses and things like that differently uh, this year, but I kind of like that aspect where they have somebody from the local area that, or something that would, uh, you know, judge something. So that's food truck race. But enjoying the food truck race. uh, Yeah, we're watching and enjoying. The one reality show I'm watching. 
So that's reality. And now we're going to talk a little bit TV on DVD picks for Tuesday, September 17th. I have four things on my list just because I think you should watch them. Nashville Season 1, The Mentalist Season 5, Arrow Season 1, and Grimm Season 2. All are worth buying and watching the... I have the hiccups now. The full seasons. Um, the Mentalist, even though it's the same old thing every day, I still find myself enjoying it. And I thought season five was really great. And we made some great movement towards finding out who Red John is. And we're going to find out who Red John is before January. And I'm very excited. Oh, God. Fine. <laughs> uh, ah, not a fan of The Mentalist. Well, hurry up and find out who it is. I thought they had figured that out a long time ago. Well, they thought, it, they, thought they had. It was Bradley Whitford at the end of season three, but... That was but a, it wasn't. No, so he killed a guy for no reason, basically. Um, but it wasn't. So that was. Those are my four selections. Well, they made it so that that guy was a sicko, twisted guy in his own right. So right, it, sure. It turned yeah. out to be not that. That uh, he that was bad. Red Jim. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, my picks: uh, Arrow season one and uh, Leverage season five. You know, really enjoyed Leverage. That was a fun show. So. That's always uh, one to to look out for, and then I really liked uh, the first season of Arrow. Uh, I'm I'm interested to see the second season with all the announcements and things that they're. Oh my really, god, they're gonna have too much cast to work with. I don't know. Oh. They're really switching things up. I mean, they they went from the first season of there being no no superpowers to now they're going to be adding characters yeah. with abilities, and so that'll be. Uh, That'll be interesting to see where they go, but I really enjoyed uh, the arc of the first season and the, you know yeah, the so way we'll that see. they tell the story and yeah. So buy season one. I enjoyed Stephen Amell working out. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoyed Stephen Amell drunk dancing at the pool. That's what I enjoyed. Well, that was something different. He didn't enjoy. The DVD he set. didn't enjoy. That's when not we on the DVD up. set. Um, yeah, I liked Arrow too, and uh, you know what? I'm gonna. Ch- change this up from our scripted script. Oh, he's, he's going off script, everybody. Because I just thought of something. Foil's War returns this Sunday. This I don't Sunday. know what that is. Foil's War? Next Sunday. Not this Sunday. Yes, this Sunday. Returns for three new episodes. It's a mystery thing that's always on Masterpiece Mystery on PBS. Okay. And it's set in World War II. And it's about this British cop named Christopher Foyle, who, uh, this detective, and, um, you know, he solves crimes during World War II and works with the government sometimes. Um, okay. Does stuff with soldiers and everything. So anyway, it's been on, what, seven, I think there's been six seasons maybe. And, you know, like most of that stuff on PBS, there's three episodes or four episodes or whatever. Right. And Michael Kitchen, the guy who plays Foyle, was not going to do anymore, but... Um, PBS, or not PBS, probably BBC or somebody, I don't know who, ITV, whoever it was. And uh, the American uh, Acorn TV, acorn.com, I think it's called, Acorn. Uh, they are the people in America who distribute a lot of British shows, the DVD sets of British shows. Okay. They basically commissioned this new season. And nice. so <clears throat> they have a thing on their website where you can pay like 24 bucks a year to watch all their stuff that they sell on DVD. Oh, nice. 
and it's like just like a web service basically. And so they're going to have that on simultaneously when it airs on PBS. Plus, you can also buy the DVD sets from them. And I've seen all three of the new episodes; they're awesome. And the World War II is over, but he he's he is tapped by MI5, which is a new service to start working for MI5. You know, the spy, the British spy service, to work uh, for on the Cold War. To like root out Russian spies in Britain. Oh, nice! So, so, so it's had, like a so it's even like a prequel to like Spooks. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, a real prequel, yeah, because it's <laughs> the beginnings of MI five and everything. And you know, the thing with Christopher Foyle, he has like this really high personal moral code, right? And he's like, you know, you can't do these things because it's just wrong to do these things, even if you think you're doing them for a right reason, you know. Mm. Um, so I think it, it brings up a lot of conflict within him and, and what, you know, are these spooks doing the right thing or are they just being a-holes right? or whatever? Boy, that was a really classy way to explain that. Anyway, <laughs> and on that they're, note. Really good. they're really good episodes. I, I, I've seen all the episodes of all the seasons of this thing and it's a great show. So that's my DVD pick, which will be right. out starting Sunday, apparently. Nice. So that's our show. Next week, Jason will be joined by Makisha Madden-Toby from MSN TV and Carla Day from TV Die Hard for the fall preview for the CW. You can find links to the news and DVDs we talked about as as well as where you can find Kurt online in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 195. We'd love to hear from you about what CW shows you're most looking forward to or anything else we talked about this week. Drop us an email to feedback at tvtimes3.com or leave a comment in the show notes. Thank you, Kurt. You're welcome. We love having you on, and I love being on with you. It's always fun, isn't it? It is. Um, our music today was provided by IODA PromoNet. The song is TV Party by the Asylum Streets Bankers from their Mercurial title put out by Yellow Dog Records. And I didn't that's hear all any she music. Wrote. Well, you will hear it when you listen back. Oh, okay. Yes. So then, right. that is, that's all she wrote, folks. Bye, that's the show. Wee, thanks. We sit glued to the TV set all night. And every night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews.